Hello, and welcome to Undeveloped Polaroids. Today's episode is not your usual story. Instead, it's part of my creative writing series. Um, this series will take you through different tips and tricks and advice in regards to creative writing if you are a creative writer or you just want writing tips in general. Today's episode is about inspiration. So we're taking it right from the beginning. So we'll do inspiration, then we'll go through daily routines and rituals and discipline. Then we'll talk about plot, characters, editing, pitching. But for today, it's gonna be inspiration. Now, the purpose of this episode is to give you advice on how to get inspired, how to get inspired to write your piece of fiction. So be that a novel, a short story, a poem. Uh, maybe you've been thinking about writing for a long time, but you've never been struck with that like, aha moment of inspiration. So you sit and you wait and you wait and you never get anything done because you're just not inspired. There's nothing that's inspiring to you and you don't know what to write. Well, this episode is for you. So I've got quite a few tips that I've noted down for you. And some of these tips come from my time studying creative writing and some of them come from my own life experiences. So it's a bit of a mishmash, but I really think they're useful and I really think they'll help you. So let's start off with the first tip. This one came from university actually. Um, the first tip is to free write and free writing daily. So this is quite a therapeutic tool um, and a lot of people swear by it. The thing with free writing is that you absolutely don't have to be a writer to free write, but people find that it helps as a daily way of unloading themselves onto a page. So free writing is essentially sitting with a pen and paper, not notes, not a laptop, not a mobile, no, like it's it's more therapeutic if you actually do it by hand, pen and paper. And you just write whatever comes to mind. The idea is that there's no structure, no editing, no stopping. You just keep the pen moving. You just literally sit there with a the pen and just write, 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 whatever comes to mind, even if it's absolutely garbage. And people tend to do this first thing in the morning after waking up. That I think there's a book about it called Morning Pages um, or right before they go to bed. So the way that I was taught to do it was to set a timer for say 10 to 15 minutes, put everything on airplane mode so that you have no distractions and you just write until the time's up. I found that I tend to start with absolutely nothing and I'm just like writing, I have nothing to write, what am I doing? But then as you start writing, things pop into mind and you're like, oh yeah, this, that. And it's quite interesting because once you start writing and you start digging, you'd be surprised what ends up on the page. I sometimes use this when I'm stuck. For instance, if I'm stuck with a plot or a character, maybe I'll free write from the character's point of view to get into their head and understand them better. So I put myself in the character's shoes and I'm just like, I went to the shops and I did this, this, this. Because obviously your character is going to be different from you, so they're going to have a different experience and point of view. And it'll help you understand them better. Or if I'm, for example, stuck with plot, then maybe I'll write different versions of the plot with different endings and different possibilities. Uh, maybe I'll just free write for ages with no purpose and end up with a first draft of something that I can mold into a piece of work later. It's a really simple tool. 
Um, and I would recommend keeping a free writing journal so that all of your writings are collected in one place. But the thing about this that you have to remember is that you don't edit it. So like I was taught, don't cross anything out, don't go back and reread it and like start amending things. No, the whole point is that it's essentially word vomit. You're just getting everything out on the page. My second tip is keeping a writer's notepad. I love this one. I love having a writer's notepad. Um, it's my favorite inspirational tool by far. Essentially, it's a notepad that you keep with you at all times and write anything and everything in it. I personally think of it like a photo album where I'm capturing photos of things that inspire me. So for example, maybe you go out to dinner and the ambiance of the setting really inspires you. So you take the receipt and stick it in your notebook and add a few notes around it so that you know to come back to it later. Maybe you're bored and you start doodling in the margins and then you draw something that inspires you. Maybe you're listening to a song and some lyrics really sit with you so you note them down. Maybe you're on the underground and someone is sat on the same carriage and something about them really strikes you so you take notes. Maybe you're in a cafe and you overhear an interesting conversation so you write it down. These are all examples of things I've done. So like my writer's notebook fully has lyrics all over the place, doodles around the lyrics, people that I've seen in public that something about them struck me so like I quickly jotted it down. It's literally like a creative photo album scrapbook type thing and the thing with it is that you have to not be afraid to wreck it because if you get a really nice notepad then you might be like I know I'm, if I've spent a lot of money on a notepad, I won't, like I'll be, I'll second guess what I'm gonna put in because I want it to be neat and I want it to look good. But with a writer's notepad, you really wanna wreck it. Like the writer's notepad that I had in uni, I proper tipexed all over the cover of it and it's, it's really wonderful what you can end up with. I would recommend a small notebook for this, something that you can carry around in your pocket and back because essentially you want to take it with you. Nothing too fancy and expensive as you don't want to feel like you destroy it. But the main thing about this I would say is make sure that you carry it with you because the worst thing is to be in a situation where you're struck by something and then you think oh I'll write it later and then you forget or you remember but you don't capture it exactly the way that you want it. Another thing as well is that I've ended up keeping a writer's notebook for different projects. So I have one writer's notebook for a specific novel that I wrote and anything that inspired me to do with that novel and the characters went in there. And then I have another one for a different, like my short story collection has its own notebook. My uni times of writing has its own notebook. So it, it's a very, I suppose think of it like a mood board, like a vision board but it's a notebook because you're a writer. So my third point is writing prompts. These can come from books or online. So essentially there are so many free websites online or books that you can buy that will give you writing prompts. Um, they're useful if you're not feeling particularly creative. I personally don't tend to rely on these too much. Um, I tend to use them to discover and learn more about my characters rather than use them to sort of create a whole story. So for example, if I have a character and I'm stuck with the character, then I find a writing prompt that says something like, 
write about a character who discovers they have an allergic reaction to broccoli. It gives me the opportunity to write about my characters and think about them in ways I wouldn't have considered before because I would never have thought, oh, my character has an allergic reaction to broccoli. But then that helps me because then maybe after I've written about their allergic reaction to broccoli, it will give me an idea of how to write their reaction for something else that's relevant to my story. I also think writing prompts are useful to just get in the mood or like the practice of writing. So sometimes before I sit down to work on a specific piece, I'll tackle a few writing prompts just as a warm up. Like it doesn't have to feed into my story. It doesn't, I don't have to do anything with it, but like it's like flexing your creative writing brain it's like a warm-up before the proper workout so like i said if you literally google writing prompts online there are so many different websites that'll give you lists and lists and lists of different prompts and you can just tackle them again it doesn't have to be related to your story it doesn't have to be related to your characters maybe you just want to stretch that creative writing muscle my next piece of advice is music. Music is incredibly important to me in writing. I always write to an album. To be honest, it depends on your relationship to music. So for me, there will always be specific albums that ignite certain feelings within me. I tend to want to capture those feelings and then translate them into my writing. So I tend to put on a specific song or album on loop while I write to really immerse myself in that feeling. Sometimes music can inspire an entire character or set the mood or tone for a story. I tend to go out for long walks a lot and I'll just put my music on shuffle or like I'll be listening to a new album and I'll be like, oh my God, like this feeling that it's giving me, I really wanna capture it on pen and paper. So I'll run home, put the album on repeat and just free write until I have something and then I work it into a piece. Sometimes I don't use that rewriting that I did to that music at all, but it's good to practice. But I would also say as like a note, you also wanna be careful with what you're listening to as sometimes it can leak into your writing without you realizing. So for instance, my first year of university, I was listening to Lana Del Rey's album, Born to Die a lot. Like it was my anthem. <laughs> Um, I loved the feeling that it gave me. I loved the story that she was telling and I wanted to capture it. So I listened to the album while I wrote. What ended up happening is that a lot of my stories ended up being about troubled younger girls messing around with older men. It didn't reflect any of my personal values or experiences, but it was an imprint of what I was listening to. So you do kind of want to be careful if what you're listening to is completely nothing to do with what you actually want to write and the messages that you want to send. Nowadays, I'll listen to something new, get a feeling and write from it, or I'll go backwards. I'll have an idea of what I want to write and the characters I want to depict and the mood I want to sell. Then I look for music that complements that. I'll create playlists for characters or the mood I want and I'll start writing. My next tip is films and TV scripts. So this tip really goes out to people that are writing screenplays or stage plays or plays, really. TV shows, movies. Basically, when I was at university, I did a module on writing screenplays. So I had to write a screenplay for the assessment and I didn't do so well on my first drafts. 
My tutor said I'd written the screenplay like a novel. So I put the character's thoughts and feelings on the page. Which you're not really supposed to do in a screenplay. So I'd write something like, she thought about her mother while she ate her breakfast. You don't write something like that in a screenplay. So my tutor suggested I read a screenplay to get the best idea of what's expected. It's actually really funny that I hadn't read a screenplay before and I just attempted to write one. Don't do that. So I followed her advice. Red picked up a screenplay for a movie that she recommended. And then once I read it, it just clicked. Seeing this other form of writing really inspired me and got me excited to write my own because it just made sense on the page. I was like, oh, the pace is different. And to me, a screenplay reads like an instruction manual. It's like you're giving instructions and directions to the actors, to the director, to the cameraman. You take out all of the fluff you can't afford to put fluff into a screenplay because it's just bam, bam, bam. So the structure was different. The way the characters were portrayed was different. And honestly, I would encourage anyone who's thinking about writing a screenplay to read as many scripts as possible as I don't, like you can read all the books on tips on how to write a screenplay, but nothing will teach you better than actually reading as many screenplays as you can. There are so many amazing free resources online where you can find scripts for your favorite TV shows and films and a quick Google search will pull that up. So get out there, get reading and get inspired. Next tip. This tip is like a three in one. So it's memories, moments and photos. So let's start with memories. Memories are a funny thing because you forget a lot of them. But the memories that stick with you over the years stick with you for a reason. There's something about them that's special. And maybe that special thing is what inspires your next story. So as a writing exercise, I'd suggest write down the memories that have lasted a long time and dig around them to see what makes them stick. Are these things special enough to make it into your story? Maybe it's a conversation that makes it stick. Maybe it's a scent. Maybe it's the way something made you feel. Maybe it's a look someone gave you. But if you have a memory that you've held onto for a really long time, there's a reason for it. Find that reason. That could be your starting point. Maybe turn it into a free writing exercise. Just sit and like write about a memory, dig into it, go deeper, deeper, deeper until you find something that inspires you. The next thing is moments. And when I say moments, I mean, for instance, when you're taking a drive with a best friend at midnight and the stars are out and maybe you've got German rap blasting through the speakers and you stop and think, I want to capture this moment. Or maybe you're at a garden party with all your friends and you're huddled up under the blanket swapping stories. And again, you think, I want to capture this moment. Maybe these moments become scenes that your characters can live in. To me, it's like using your writing as a camera to take photos of moments that make you feel a certain way. And again, this is where your writer's notebook would come into use because if you're in a setting and you're experiencing a moment, whip out your notebook and write down everything, write down all the thoughts and feelings associated with that moment. For me, moments have turned into scenes in a story. Sometimes I'll be in a moment and I'll be like, I need to make this a scene because this moment is so beautiful. And I'll put it in a story and it just doesn't fit. 
So I need to let it go. So don't feel like if you've captured a moment that you absolutely have to use it. Maybe it's not right for your story, but maybe it can work in a different story. So moments for me is a big one. Which leads me into my next point, which is photos. So think about taking photos. You take them for a reason. There's something that you want to hold on to, something that you want to revisit and not forget. I'd suggest taking a look through your photo albums or camera roll and think about why you took these photos in the first place. What was your intention? What did you want to capture? You'd be really surprised the thoughts and feelings that come up when you're dissecting the photo of the latte that you had a few weeks ago. So maybe pull up a photo, whip out your free writing notebook and free write to it. It doesn't have to make it into the final draft of anything, but I think it's a really good exercise. I would personally play around with this with all types of photos. Like take a look at a photo of something that when you look at it, you're like, oh, I just took this on a whim. You didn't take it on a whim. You intentionally pulled out your phone and took the photo for a reason. So dig into that. Usually this applies to photos of food or coffee. Um, or look at photos that are meaningful, like your sister's graduation or someone's wedding. Write about that. I think a camera roll or a photo album is a massive source of inspiration. So use it. We have two more points left. So second last point is places, galleries, cafes, beaches, etc. This is a funny one for me as I'm not usually inspired by places. The times where I have been were when I visited, for example, a palace and I thought it would make a great setting for a story. I took photos, but when I looked back at them, the visual was there, but the atmosphere of actually being in the palace wasn't there. So like when, when I was in the palace, you know, the tall walls and windows and the beautiful architecture. But when I looked at it in a photo, it was just a flat image. I would suggest if you find a place that gives you that atmosphere and give you that feeling, you go back there with a notebook and write that scene. Again, this is where your writer's notebook comes in use. So I did this with a diner called Blue's Kitchen. You may have been there, you may know of it. It's got a beautiful interior, it's gorgeous. Um, and I absolutely adored the interior design. And at the time I was writing a lot of short stories set in diners. So I went to Blue's Kitchen, ordered some food, pulled out a notebook and captured as much of it as I could. The waiters, the floor, the bathroom, the corridor, all of it, the atmosphere. And I was really able to use that as a setting for one of my short stories. The only sort of downside, if you can call it a downside, is that a waiter asked if I was a food critic because I was sat there eating and writing in a notebook. So if you are going to do this, do expect the odd remark. I think great places to do this at would be a beach because open water always inspires me. Maybe it's a gallery as a lot of them have really beautiful cafes you can write at. Like for example, the V&A, gorgeous cafe very, very lovely atmosphere. Or maybe a public garden or a park. Rooftop venues are also a favorite of mine. Plus, it's a really good excuse to get out there and start exploring your city if you haven't. My final point is to read. Read everything. Read things you wouldn't usually read. Don't be afraid to pick up a highlighter and wreck the book you're reading with notes of things that stood out to you. 
One thing that's helped me broaden my reading is to find online reading challenges. So usually these types of challenges will be someone will collate a list of, I suppose, reading prompts and you go through that list reading books around that. So it won't be a list of, there are lists where they're like, read this book, this book, this book, this book, but those I don't like. The ones I'm talking about will say something like, point one, read a book about mental health. Point two, read a book where the main character is a twin. Point three, read a book that's been translated from a different language. I like these kind of lists because they give you the freedom to go out there and discover your own reading material, but also it's pushing you out of your comfort zone and you're reading something different. I believe it's important to keep reading because it'll help you learn to edit. It'll also help you identify different styles of writing and it'll help you find your own. And of course, it'll inspire you. And when I say inspire you, I don't mean copying another author's work. I mean, you don't have to be inspired by an entire plot and run off with it. I'm talking on a deeper level. So maybe the way a character handles a conflict or the way the author describes a particular room or the relationship between two characters or sometimes just a line, like a line that an author's written can be so beautiful and it can inspire you and inspire your work. Or on the flip side, maybe something inspires you by teaching you what you don't want to write. So for example, I always thought I'd love writing horror, but after reading Stephen King, I realized that as much as I adore his work and enjoy reading it, I prefer writing more subtle disturbances and ended up turning to Shirley Jackson to get inspiration from her writing, see how she did it, and learn from her. But I mean, you know, like like the tip that I gave with movies and films and TV scripts, the best way to learn and get inspired is to see what others have done, to see how they've done it and learn from it. And you never know how it might inspire you. So that's the end of my inspiration episode. I hope it helped you get inspired and pick up a pen and paper. If you have any questions about this topic, please reach out in the show comments or tweet and Instagram me at I underscore am baby doll. The next episode is gonna be a short story. The episode after that, I've got a super exciting interview lined up with a debut author and mental health advocate, Cara Lissette. Then we've got another creative writing episode on discipline and routine. So again, any questions around that topic, shoot me a message on Twitter or Instagram at I am baby doll. I really hope this episode helped you. Let me know how you get on and I will speak to you soon. Bye.